after <laughs> on into the intro, which is uh, welcome back to the X-Men Files. I'm Brian. And I'm Anessa. And this is the third episode. I think we call this issue number 140. Uh, we did two One. issues. Yo, you're correct. Yeah, it is issue 141. Yep. Oh, okay. I wrote that down. <laughs> Thank My notes. You. I'm glad that you've got notes. Um, I, I, I have notes as well. Can't wait to see your notes. You, I will show them hear to about you. Your notes. Yeah. But uh, I, I, you shamed me into <laughs> into taking notes. I thought I could just wing it. But, but uh, you, the person who like asks for extra credit assignments from the you know the seventh grade language arts teacher. I did not do that. No. No. You did not. No. What was your best subject in seventh grade seventh grade and in every grade my best subject was always always math really yes okay um not because you love math so much i did love math i mean you you enjoy it yes but i also more than the average bear i did enjoy it more than the average bear but i also was you know strongly encouraged uh in the math when you say encouraged field i mean encouraged you mean coerced i wasn't coerced but no. i think that oh, no i okay. but i feel like there was you yeah. know the sort of the sense that there was a talent there and so that was uh you know what cultivated. teacher so is it, would, would you math teachers have said like oh boy and so she's like she's a joy to uh, to have in my class yeah probably okay all right all right yeah. um but you wouldn't ask them for extra homework probably not okay it's weird. I, I'm harping on this a little bit because um, you are very literate, and like you read loads. Yeah. And uh, I, I think of you as literate, uh, the numerate person. I mean, yeah. you, you're highly numerate. Let me be clear. Yeah. No, I was always a good math student. I was a, a good student in every subject, but I was a good math student. So the fact that you're so literate, and when you were at a formative kind of pubescent age, you were really into math. I mean, that suggests that you you really ought to enjoy comic books. <laughs> <laughs> Why? That's the Venn diagram. That's the thing. Okay. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's the formula, yeah. the magic formula. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there are some people who are so into math that they're—I um, don't know—they're like on a different wavelength. Mm-hmm. Like that guy from um, uh, that guy from the Big Short, the um, uh, the Christian Bale guy. Yeah, yeah, Christian Bale. From, yeah. Christian, Christian Bale, Bale from, the Big Short. from the Big Short. He was like so into math that he, although, uh, so you know, his uh, investment company was called Scion Capital. Mm-hmm. But you know where he got the name? I do not know. But was it, it was from, from a comic book? Close, okay. close. It was from the Terry Brooks novel Scions of Shannara, oh, okay. which is a fantasy novel. So mm-hmm. actually. Possibly what I'm saying is if you're into math, you can only be into comic books or fantasy. <laughs> but you're literate. I mean, you're like, like you read loads of contemporary fiction. So uh, you, you're all, uh, you're certainly cognizant of narrative and character and, and, and all, all of those other, other elements. Yep. Okay. <laughs> all right. Returning to the matter at hand. Yes. You have notes. 141, I wrote some stuff down. Okay. I wrote a little bit of stuff down yep. too. Uh, my first thing that I wrote down before yeah. I guess we delve into the specific issue yeah. um, was something that we were talking about earlier. Okay. When I went searching for this issue to read today earlier. Um, just, just to set the stage, by the way, because we said 141, but not everybody's going to be like all rain man about the numbers of right. the issues. What issue are we reading? We're, it's called uh, Days of Future Past, which is a really cool... This name. Is a, this is it's a biggie. It feels like a biggie. This is a big deal. Yeah, it feels this like a big a deal. Very big deal. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It was so. pretty pretty obvious from the beginning that it was that it was a pretty pretty boy, boy. pretty big one. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, but my first question was how when I went looking for that particular the Marvel thing and I okay. looked up X Men and there were like. A thousand, and I couldn't find it. Right, um, we mentioned this later, earlier, and I said we can't learned, talk about this because yes, we have to talk right, about it on the we podcast. We have to talk yeah. about it on the thing. So then later, I learned this isn't actually the X Men; it's the Uncanny, X-Men, and that's somehow different. From they are not canny. The X Men. So what's yeah. the difference, and why are there so many, many, many different kinds of X Men? Okay, so this will be an explanation. That um, probably true. I'm sure that there's loads of nuance, and and people 
Nobody's listening to this, by the way. But let's just assume that we've got an audience. That's what Stan Lee did. But my parents aren't listening to it with that math coercion. Okay, okay. Um, <laughs> but they're not. They're not. Okay, so um, uh, nobody on Reddit is going to uh, have a go at me about this. Uh, why are there so many variants of the X-Men? Okay, so the Uncanny X-Men started in, it was uh, 62 or 63. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was uh, you know the Lee Kirby uh, thing. So it was like 63 until, I don't know when, like the early aughts or something like that. Um, in the, I think it'd be fair to say, like starting the late 80s, uh, publishers like Marvel and DC found that they were just uh, uh, buried under the weight of all of this continuity. And they had superheroes who were 70 years old. <laughs> And, and dead. And dead. And <laughs> it's like issue number 600. Yeah. Uh, this is daunting for any newcomer. Uh, so at the same time, they know that if they launch a new title and it's a hit, issue number one, everybody wants to buy it. Mm-hmm. And late 80s collectors are prominent enough that if there is issue number one of anything issue number one of uh magic grandma's handbag (laughs) everybody wants to like get it on the ground floor (laughs) okay so they can do they can kill two birds with one stone Mm -hmm. they can they can roll back the odometer Mm -hmm. and say okay it's not x-men issue number 378 Right, the geriatric years. Right. So they can say, this is X-Men issue number one. We don't have to ask why they're all still so young. Um, And also, they can increase sales because uh, newcomers will not be daunted by the fact that they've got this, um, you know, you're buying a car Mm -hmm. with 90,000 miles on it. Um, And also... Old timers will say like, "Well, issue number one, I gotta get it because right. like the uh, you know the aftermarket values can be enhanced." But the characters are all the same. So if I had opened For the up most one part, of yeah. the plain old X Men things and started reading it, yeah, they're mostly the same. Okay. Uh, I mean, apart from what we've already seen, which is that uh, issue number one hundred forty-one, these are the new X Men, right? Mm-hmm. And in nineteen eighty. I was referring to them as the new X-Men. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. I, I wasn't old enough, I hadn't been born when the original X-Men mm-hmm. uh, had, had shown up, but I, I did still call them the new X-Men. Okay. I thought of them as the new X-Men. Interesting. Well, so so, so that, that is an answer to that. That's why you get 10 different reboots of Spider-Man mm-hmm. and the X-Men and whatever. Additionally, you'll see that there were there is the uncanny X-Men, and there are about five or six different X titles mm-hmm. out there. Yeah, there were more than just those two. There were others. Yeah. yeah. Also, the astonishing X Men. Yeah. They're uncanny and astonishing. And astonishing. I wish I had written down some all of the ones that I that I had seen. Yeah, yeah. The slightly off the beaten path X Men. <laughs> the the other stuff. A little bit neurotic X Men. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you, uh, the astonishing X Men, by the way. Um, I, I want to say that Joss Whedon was around for the yeah. uh, for like issue number one of that reboot. Mm. Really good. Mm. Really good. Yeah. So Joss Whedon was around for that. Maybe when we get through all of these, we can tackle those. Five years from now, now. we will get <laughs> to that. Um, I'm not going to deter about Joss Whedon. Okay, so that's okay. your first question. Why are there so many X titles? Yeah, that and was we my... haven't even gotten into X Factor, the New Mutants, like or X Caliber. Yeah, yeah, I saw X Factor. Yeah, so that was like my main question, question, general question. Um, so I guess we can just launch into the into the thing. My first. No, no, no. We can't launch into the we thing. We cannot launch into the thing. We need a little bit of background. <laughs> so Brian pulls out his notes. Yeah, I'm holding in my hand a uh, scrap of paper, okay. with, which has my chicken scratch notes on it. Uh, because last time I, I wanted to talk a little bit about the 1980s, okay. just to set the scene. Because um, anybody who's reading this for the first time in 2020, or who read it for the first time in 1995. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a rare instance when I get to 
assert cultural kind of supremacy. Right. Or like I, I, I get to st I get to cut the cue. Right. So it's, it's interesting because on the yeah. second page, I went back and yeah. saw, looked at what year it had been published, yeah. and wrote that down because it right. was the portrayal of sort of New York City was interesting to me and I yeah. thought that it must have something to, you know to some extent have something to do with whatever time period it was it was written in okay and, and you're going carry on into even more detail yeah. because you're, you're you're a little bit smarter than me <laughs> um, so according to the uh, the website Marvel Unlimited is published January 10th 1981 right now the month what is the month on that say it, it probably say. says like September or something or something. It just like says nineteen eighty. No, 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 no. There, there's a month. There's a month. January. Oh, okay. Oh, oh January. That, that actually go. lines up. Yeah. Okay. Very often, uh, the month on the comic books rarely tracked with the month that I was reading them. Okay. Like it, it would be so off that you didn't know if it was early or late. Okay. Like I could be reading something in May, and the month would be September. And mm -hmm. I'm like, "Is this early? <laughs> Is this late? <laughs> I didn't know." And it, it, somebody smarter than me who knows about like the logistics of printing and whatever. Yeah. Okay. So, so weirdly, the month on that tracks. Uh, so, according to the uh, uh, the Marvel app, this was published on January the tenth, nineteen eighty-one. Okay. Now, do you know what else happened on this day, January 10th, 1981? I do not know. <laughs> okay. Uh, Reagan has not yet been sworn in okay. as the new president. He was elected in 1980. Mm -hmm. 1980, of course. But Jimmy Carter is in office. Okay. The, the last days when he's going to mm -hmm. you know, pardon Willie Nelson right, right. for smoking dope or something <laughs> like that. Uh, Did he do that? Willie Nelson rather rather notoriously did get high in the White House. Yeah. He apparently snuck up onto the roof of the White House with a Secret Service agent reputedly. Allegedly, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> he and his Secret Service agent uh, snuck up to the roof of the White House and, and smoked up. Yeah. He was a guest of the president because, uh, you know, Jimmy Carter, I'm sure that he loved Willie Nelson as... <laughs> As we all should, we all should. But, but in particular, <laughs> you know, you yeah. know, they had a kind of a down-home connection. All right, so Carter, waning days of the Carter administration. Okay, so planting the seeds of the future, which yes. is in keeping with this episode of uh, this issue. Um, who was born on January the tenth, nineteen eighty-one? One, Jared Kushner. Oh. <laughs> right. That's fascinating. Let's. <laughs> Let's kill ourselves just right now. Okay. Because I, I'm eight years old and reading comic books and I had no idea that... On that very day. On that, yeah, that this hell spawn <laughs> was being born. And that you years didn't know that later, today, yeah. years later... <sighs> okay. Also born in January of 1981 because we need a little palate cleanser after that. Sure. Um, Alicia Keys, okay, born January twenty fifth. Uh, I'm not super familiar with her, but like, you know, seems like nice a nice person. Yeah, nice musician. Yeah, uh, I, I, I like her better than I like Jared Kushner. <laughs> okay, um, also Elijah Wood. Okay, uh, Johnny Lang. What? Born. Johnny Lang, um, who I'll again emphasize has done more with the life God gave him. <laughs> and uh, in Nashville, oh God, it was it Nashville or Memphis, um, somewhere in Tennessee, one Justin Timberlake huh? was born. Another person who has done less harm to the world. <laughs> okay. We have a go at a. I mean, I don't like Jared Kushner either, but. <laughs> Okay. I hate that guy. All right. Um, I kind of wanted that to be period drama, but actually I'm, I'm talking more about, about now than I am about then. Uh, okay, so here's a great 80s, um, great 80s kind of like time capsule thing for January 1981. The first DeLorean rolled off of the uh, factory floor. DeLorean, the yeah, car. Yeah, the car. Yeah. yeah. Huh. Well, it's a very 80s car. Hmm. Okay. All I know about DeLoreans is from what I learned in uh, Back to the Future. Yeah, very eighties thing. Okay, yes. all right. 
I already feel like my notes were maybe not as good as yours. <laughs> okay. Let's so, get back to the comic book. So, so when I first picked this up and I looked yeah. at the cover and I was like, oh, this is really cool. I really like the cover. I like this sort of different color in the back mm-hmm. and the sort of... Uh, and I didn't really pay much attention to the... Because I don't pay attention to lots of things. So I just assumed it would be like a random assortment of baddies there okay. on the... On the um, on the, the background, on and, the and, and, and for people who might not be looking at the cover, uh, there's Wolverine and uh, Kitty Pride, and behind them there is uh, an FBI uh, style post office type poster yeah. of uh, you know what I thought was going to be bad guys, but then as I, I'm not even sure if I did pay. It. I mean, I guess I probably did. When I start looking at it carefully, I was like, hold on, <laughs> we know these people, right? And so is this like. I feel like I just met Nightcrawler. Right. And when like, you did. Yeah. yeah like, yeah. are they going to kill him off in this episode? Because they're in this in it's this issue, because yeah. Yeah. you know that's a bummer. And then I was like, hold on, I know I know a lot of these names. Right. Um, so then I was really curious, and then I started. You know, it sort of took me a minute to figure out that this was like a futuristic. Yeah. Um, New York, and that's right. when I went to look up. You know, what year this was written, and kind of what they okay. thought New yeah. York would look like in the future, and and. The future of... 2013. 2013. 2013. <laughs> yeah. Yep. We were living here. We were living in North Carolina we in uh, 2013. Yeah. yeah. Didn't, it was not nearly as dystopian. Uh, not as nearly as dystopian as... Oh. Make it out. Yeah. No, 2013. But not nearly as dystopian as now? Yeah. It's about as dystopian as now. <laughs> not quite. Things are grim. So yeah. just, I mean, because... Five years from now, people are going to be listening to this podcast. Are they? And, yeah, oh, hell. Oh, good heavens, yes. Uh, so they need to know that yeah. we are recording this in the middle of a pandemic, yeah. global pandemic, and we've been locked down for um, five weeks, something like that. This is the start of our fifth week. We'll okay, start okay. Monday. Five weeks. And uh, I, I don't want to make light of it, but this is a very, very uh, grim situation that you know people are, people are getting sick and dying. Um, I don't want to. Let's move quickly you know, away from that yes. into the fictional dystopia. Yes, fictional yeah. dystopia where robots or like you know evil bad guys are in charge, which yeah. is. So I, I want to stay on that cover for a while because uh, I remember having seen that cover, and this was an absolute mind blower mm-hmm. because um, one of the things that I'm wrestling with is this idea that comics are. Uh, the same thing kind of always Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. one month into the next but my eight-year-old self when i saw that i thought whoa holy shit whoa what happened yeah 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 and and, um that's one of the triumphs of this uh uh this story this issue and the next issue Mm -hmm. which we're going to cover next week um is that it allows the creators Mm -hmm the space to to do that right right to surprise you well, surprise us but yep. also to raise the stakes in a way that does not uh hamper them being able to tell a story two months from now right if a main character dies one out of every 10 issues mm-hmm. that's a bloodbath <laughs> okay <laughs> But what this does is it allows us to go into this alternate future and to say, yeah, like Nightcrawler, yeah, dead. Dead, dead, yep. Dead. Um, and you know, one of my frustrations uh, occasionally with Claremont is that I mean, the X-Men will get, get their asses handed to them. Mm-hmm. In a way, like, like, oh, everyone just, you know, uh, oh, surprising no one, the X-Men mm-hmm. just, you know, just got their ass kicked. Mm-hmm. But in this one, like, it feels very natural. It feels very earned mm-hmm. that we are experiencing mm-hmm. their complete and utter defeat. Yeah. Yeah, no, it was a cool, it was like, I mean, it took me, as with every issue that I've read, it took me a little while to sort of figure out what was going on. I had to go back and forth and I'm like, but did I miss something? Or it was like, wasn't she younger? Right. But then I, you know, then it all sort of came came together yeah and, uh, and it was cool like i thought it was really cool how they moved from the past to the present okay um mm. yeah it was a cool fascinating issue okay I, enjoyed it. I don't want to step on your next note but okay 
in reading this, are there any other stories or movies that you thought of? Oh, man. Um, where somebody from the future comes back to the past to change the future? Other than Back to the Future? Other than Back to the... Well, it, th that would be one. Other th I wrote down Timey Wimey, other than, you know... Timey Wimey. The entire Matt Smith uh, seasons of Doctor Who. It's amazing that you would say that, yeah. because uh, the story that I think of most when I read this is Terminator. Oh, I'm not, I'm not, I'm sure that I've seen the Terminator, but I'm in no way, uh, you should, I only wish that, <laughs> that the singles of people <laughs> listening to this could have seen Brian's face just now. This is a very awkward moment in our, <laughs> in our marriage. nearly 13 year yeah. marriage. You've never seen I've a Terminator? I've seen it, but I haven't like, I just probably saw it once when it came out. But I haven't, like, Terminator 2, Judgment I've Day. I've probably seen all of them. The one where he turns probably. into that like, liquid when stuff. When you say which all of them. That? When you say all of them. How many them? are there? There's like six. I've, I've seen some of them. <laughs> which is the one where he turns into like the liquid stuff. Terminator the 2. The bad guy. Yeah. Okay. We've seen that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Robert Patrick is yeah. the bad guy there. Okay. And I've probably seen the first one. Okay. I, 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 I'll need a minute or two to come back to that. <laughs> um... So next week we will be talking about my viewing of the, the Terminator, Terminator. Yeah, which I guess I have it. to do this coming up week. No, no, I, I, I can't wait to. I, I, the first one, it's rated R and probably ought to be, yeah. and I cannot wait until our kids are old enough old to watch enough. that one. Because <laughs> like like, like twelve. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're we're pretty we're pretty <laughs> we're terrible parents. We're, we're really lax. <laughs> but, okay, Carry so. I, I, I mention that just because this happened like like four years before the Terminator. Mm -hmm. This story came four years before the Terminator. But um, earlier today, I, I hopped on the wiki uh, for this uh, just to see if there was anything kind of new out there. Fascinating thing is, first of all, Claremont and Byrne are co-plotters. Okay. Right. So so Byrne is contributing. To, I mean, he, and which he's done uh, a time or two uh, in the X Men history. And he's a great writer. He, he wound up writing a lot of really, really cool stuff. P plot probably came largely from John Byrne because mm -hmm. he said that he rather unintentionally uh, um, lifted some of the plot from an episode of Doctor the, of, of Doctor Who. All right. Okay. Yeah. It was. Um, what was it? Wrote it down. Which Doctor would that have been? Doctor. Day I of the Daleks. From like, I don't know, the late seventies. The something old, like that. Oh, fascinating. It was it was a Tom Baker. Okay. Because Day of the Daleks is a, I think that there have been other episodes. Is it Wednesday of the Daleks? With that I mean, same be, name. <laughs> right. It's yeah. A, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Again with the Daleks. And, the, <laughs> yeah. uh, and and I started reading the plot of Day of the Daleks on Wikipedia, but it was too timey wimey. No, no, no. It was it was <laughs> Not timey -wimey so many words. Like I would have, it would have taken less time to buy the DVD and, and wait for it to buy arrive. Some, like, super fan. Yeah. And, and it, like I get it. Well, the other thing too, like like it's Doctor Who, so stuff happens and it affects time. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay. It was very so so like yeah. maybe maybe John Byrne got some ideas here. Maybe he didn't. I mean, like, mm -hmm. to say like I. I borrow the concept of time travel from Doctor Who is <laughs> a little bit silly. Okay, all right. So, 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 so that's my other note, and, and and I'll I'll knock it off with being proud of having taken notes. No, you should be proud. Okay. You worked very hard on those notes. Worked very hard. You worked anyway, <laughs> a little bit. Um, yeah, it was it was so. I started reading. So my another question that I had written down, and this might just be because I was too lazy to go back, several issues. Okay. Magento, <laughs> which I've clearly mispronounced. And now wait, 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 wait a minute. <laughs> Is that his name? Magneto. <laughs> Magneto, I wrote it down wrong. Like no, I wrote it down right. He's like the male I version. <laughs> Of this color, I wrote okay. it down. I wrote it down right. So, um, my defense. 
Magneto. Magneto. Was he a bad guy before? Typically pronounced as Magneto. <laughs> Magneto. <laughs> Even though it's like, 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 like Magnet dash O. Magento is the, uh, the, Magento. the male housekeeper. This, 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 yeah. this is almost as good as Adam Ant Eam. <laughs> All right, Magento. Was he a petty before? Yes. Okay. Why is he in a, why, why is there always someone in charge in a wheelchair? Was he in a wheelchair before? Uh, that's ableist. I, I, don't I know. Really, it's not, I, I, don't, don't, I don't really see. I know it's ableist, you know, but I, I, I didn't even notice that he was. That's not. I mean, it's it's like it's very inclusive. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but the, it just it caused okay. me a lot of confusion because the other guy was in a wheelchair. Exactly. Too. Yeah. 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 So professor. And then it's like, does there always have to be, be a puppet master that sort of? Uh, yeah. 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 Okay. I'm still recovering from magenta. <laughs> Uh, I'm almost, I'm almost <laughs> back down to earth. So here, here is um, okay. So, so, so this is this alternate future. Um, one of the things that this permits us to do is that we can we can raise these eggs. Like people can die. Right. Uh, people can die without consequence, mm -hmm. and so we can go through that emotional moment. The other thing it allows us to do um, is to take advantage of uh, you know, your fans' knowledge of an investment with um, with the characters, mm -hmm. and so the fact that it's going to be a struggle to call him Magneto. <laughs> uh, the fact that so so Magneto is good now right. uh, in, in in this, this in this alternate, alternate future. future. Yeah. Um, so he he does a face turn. Okay. Yeah. Uh, this is this is something that that plays against uh, audience expectations. Okay. Uh, so if, if if you are a longtime reader of the comic, you, uh, Magneto <laughs> Magneto is is like like the original uh, X Men villain, uh -huh. and uh, that will tend to so, so the fact that he you know he's done a face turn that he's a good guy now that tends to underscore just how much has changed, mm -hmm. right? Down is up, uh, dogs and cats living together. <laughs> uh, that's what's up with that. Also, the fact that he is in a wheelchair suggests that like, like some really horrible stuff has gone Has down. happened, right. He yeah. is injured, and uh, this once incredibly powerful villain is now... Uh, less capable than he had been. Right, that all makes sense. But to me, in that moment, it was very, very confusing. Okay. Um, not just because I got the name wrong, but just yeah. because oh, it was yeah, like, yeah, I'm pretty no, sure that this guy was a baddie. And yeah, yeah. Now, uh, and spoilers. Is the same guy that's like the the other guy. Now he just has a different name, yeah. or what's happening? Yeah. Now, spoilers. In later issues. Magneto's status as a villain will get a lot fuzzier. Okay. Um, period. I, 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 I could dwell on that for a little bit, but I'll, 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 I'll spare us. Okay. So the, the next thing that I had written down, and we don't have to, this is like, these no, are cool. my yeah, absolutely yeah, yeah. random thoughts. So we, we, yeah, yeah, yeah. we, we're in New York, we figure out that all this terrible stuff has happened. Um, there's some plan to save the world. Yeah. And now suddenly we're back in Westchester. Right. In the, in the sort of current time. Yeah. Um, and they're training. But one of the things that I found sort of a small detail that I found kind of charming was that um, Kitty ends up inside the training room because Nightcrawler was late because he was washing the dishes or he was like cleaning Wait. up. Or who was it that was late? I don't know. This is uh, this. All right, let's definitely pause talking yeah. while the two of us read, <laughs> read together. what is on the. Um, I'm pretty sure that it was him. Nightcrawler was... washing the dishes. This is really really awesome hearing me mumble like this. Okay, uh, let me knock it off. Well, so, so are you referring to this scene right here? Which yeah. is Okay. So I didn't like this. And every time that I read this, because the previous page, um, she goes through this psychic right. transformation 
Then the next page, we get like a, a full, you know, you know, one panel, one page thing. Mm -hmm. um, she's in the danger room. Every time that I read this, I think like, oh, she's in the danger room unexpectedly because she's had this psychic Weird. transformation. No. Yeah. No. No. <laughs> No. She's there unexpectedly and, because Nightcrawler sent her to tell them something because he was busy washing the dishes. Yeah, it's a weird, it's a weird hiccup. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, Nightcrawler sent me to tell you that he got held up in the kitchen. You're quite right. <laughs> Nightcrawler got held up in the kitchen. In the kitchen. And then I'm, I'm also confused by the danger room because I don't feel, or what's it called? Is that what it's called? The danger, the danger room. room. Yeah. Because it was last week when we talked, I think you had said that it was like, they couldn't really get hurt in there, but now it seems like they can really get hurt in there. There are, it, 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 it's like the phasers in Star Trek. It's like either stun or kill. Mm. And you will occasionally see references to the safety controls and the danger room. They're, they only refer to them if they've been turned off. <laughs> like, like, oh my God, the safety controls are off. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is, we'll just mention, uh, kind of by the by, another way in which Professor Xavier, a little, yeah, a little messed up. Yeah, a little messed up. So, actually, a little, uh, little, little sadistic. I'm, I'm going to go a further detour here. So, when he's designing the danger room, he says, "Well, you know, I got to have some safety controls because I want to make sure that there is a switch that I can hit." to change from non-lethal to lethal. <laughs> In case I ever want to kill any of my exactly, own Exactly, exactly. Yeah, so just, just to be sure, I want to make sure that I can kill somebody <laughs> with this. So here's the button. Yeah. I had a conversation like years ago. Uh, I was working somewhere. I'm, I'm sure they've told you this story before, but um, I was working at a, at a company and um, Shooting the breeze with a guy, and I said, "Like the James Bond villains, like they are pessimistic people. Every villain, they have a self-destruct button <laughs> for the headquarters." And I think, like, like what kind of <laughs> what kind of person e erosion of self-confidence? <laughs> so, like, like, like the building the hideout, like Blofeld is building the hideout. Like, okay, we've got the thing, we've got the nuclear missiles, and all the other stuff, and all the henchmen, and like the locker room for the henchmen, and all that stuff, and like, like. I guess the mess hall for the, <laughs> the dining room. And, 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 and like when all of the, the blueprints, yes. all of the blueprints for all of that stuff, they're like, okay, oh, oh, we need to make sure yeah. that we can blow this up. <laughs> Sky high. We need to make sure that we get a self-destruct button. So I, I, I wrote this this program uh, that would do like insurance rates or something like that. <laughs> and they're like five buttons, like 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 do the insurance rate, uh, print out the uh, the filing, mm -hmm. the print of the thing. There was a button that said self-destruct. Self-destruct and what happened when you hit it? When you hit self-destruct, yeah. <laughs> your computer would basically lock up for 30 seconds. <laughs> and it would, it, this was like in like 1996 or something like this, mm -hmm. and you could get away with this. Where yeah. you, like you, you basically were, um, it would not register a keystroke or a mouse <laughs> click or anything. I think mean, you could not even control alt delete. <laughs> so like I had a self destruct button, um, and it like thirty seconds, and, and it was like we told everybody like like here's what happens if you click the button. Okay. Did people so, click? Did people click the button? I think people <laughs> had to muster a great deal of patience <laughs> whenever they spoke to me. <laughs> <laughs> like, there was like the quizzical looks on my faces, <laughs> which would be like, A, why are you telling me this? <laughs> B, why are we paying you to do this? Why is there a self-destruct button? <laughs> okay. So, okay, so returning to the danger room. All right, so she's the, in the danger room. Yeah, the non-lethal danger she's room. She's not. Lethal-ish. Yeah, they room. all have to sort of swoop in to rescue her. Yeah. Then it turns out that they didn't really need to have bothered because she's uh, invincible in the danger room. Yeah, you're, you're actually right. removing the yeah. You're kind of critiquing the narrative in a different way. Yeah, because like after that, then she goes right. through... Then she passes out and, and goes through this. Yeah, okay, yeah. cool. All right, so now I'm back on board because everything that happens from here on out is yeah. just really, I think, fantastic and mm -hmm. well done. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I, I feel like Storm keeps getting nakeder. Okay. 
observing. <laughs> um, uh, okay. Um, weird that I'm not wanting to jump on that discussion because I, I probably spent 10 minutes talking about Heather Hudson's no, no. boots last <laughs> Carry okay. on. Um, the way that she's drawn is r- fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I meant to give a shout out to uh, Terry Austin, who is the inker on this. Mm-hmm. Um, inkers don't get a lot of love, I think, not, not nearly as much as the people who, who do the pencils. But uh, Terry Austin, really fantastic, mm-hmm. and does uh, tremendous work with with uh, John Byrne on uh, this one. What do the inkers? I mean, I know that they do the ink yeah. part, but do they like? I don't know. I feel like I'm about to recreate a no 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 there's a scene from chasing you had me at magento (laughs) where they were talking about in coloring and i don't want to say do they just color it in because they that's exactly what i was going to reference i I was going to say yeah like have you seen chasing amy um so i am not uh like like i'm not fluent in 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 all of the bits and pieces that happen Mm. in creating something other than to say, you can tell. Different. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like yeah. I wonder yeah. if like the shadow, like the, I'm pointing, but like the, uh, the little, you know, shadow marks, if they do that too, or if that's all drawn in. Maybe, uh, maybe, maybe. Um, I'd be curious to see a comic go through it sort of various, I'm sure that the internet has that possibility probably. of seeing yeah. that. Anyway, yeah. Carry on. Okay. Okay. Well, uh, all right. <laughs> Feel all this weight of uh, <laughs> carrying yeah. carrying yeah. on here. Uh, you, you know, the art is fantastic, and the kind of instant transformation of Kitty to you know from 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 girl to woman, mm-hmm. and yet physically she's she's a girl. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. I think I, I think works very well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very touching the whole where she sort of sees all the people and right. realizes that they're still alive, and that's. Or not realizes, but sees them still alive. So very, I read very that. Touching. Yeah, yeah. So, so I reread that earlier today, and and it really affected me mm-hmm. uh, in a way that would not have at eight. At eight, right? Yeah, I mean, at eight, uh, I don't think I knew anybody that had died. That had died. Yeah. Uh, sadly, I know any number many, of people. Many, many people now. that have died. Yeah, it's um, it's a bummer. Too many and, people. Yeah. Yeah, and so like if I if I were suddenly uh, fourteen again, yeah. oh, man, oh man, I yeah. mean that that that's. That's really heavy. Yeah. Um, and actually, so, so like I have lived, you have lived, uh, the entire, Jared Kushner has <laughs> lived, <laughs> the entire, no, he hasn't, because the present now is October 31, 1980, in, in the story. In the story. It, 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 yeah, yeah, this encounter. Right, he right, had not been born yet. Yeah. We were still right, in a world right, right. safe from Jared Kushner. Yeah, so, oh, boy, that, those halcyon days of uh, October 1980. <laughs> Um, okay, um, so it, it is something that didn't hit me quite like it right. does now. Yeah. Whereas you know Claremont and Byrne, they yeah, I'm sure know, that was yep. They've been around uh, uh, for a bit. Okay, so here we are. So so Kitty is now adult, and you know nice work with the uh, the art and. Uh, the plotting and the dialogue mm-hmm. of, of doing this thing where as an audience person we have to keep two sets of books mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah that was cool like it was very effective how they went back and forth yep. between the two stories suspenseful yeah yeah and uh, okay so uh, and so she's relaying the story um, what else did I want to oh this I wrote down this because I thought the okay. sign was awesome <laughs> it's like America it's 1984 do you know what your children are okay I thought that was just really yeah cool yeah okay. like I don't know how that you know it obviously it made me think of the like that weird curfew thing that we used to have you know it's midnight do you know where your children are Wait, or cur- do you know what wasn't there like a the I, I, I'm blanking what am I on thinking the, of? I'm blanking yeah. on the origin of that um, do you know where your kids are? Maybe it was like a don't do drugs thing. Okay, so I know that in Not the a early thing, we never had a I, official I curfew. This is awful. I don't remember what the origin of that. It, it's blah blah blah. Do you know blah blah blah? Do you know where your um, kids are? 
here. So it's like 11 p.m. Do you know where your kids are? My memory it would be like something like that. Yeah, came it would be on on TV like that. or something, but that's really weird. Okay. So anyway, I thought that was a funny sign. He funny. I mean, I mean it was yeah. <laughs> remarkable. Clever. <laughs> Clever. So um, here's an interesting aside. Uh, I don't remember what the, where that phrase first no. came about. I want to. I want to look into that <laughs> because I, I, yeah, it, it's one of the you know keep calm and whatever. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. It has been repurposed uh, so many times. So, mayor of Louisville mm-hmm. in early 1980s was a guy named uh, Bill Stansbury, and he was uh, God. What was what what happened to him? He was at some mayoral conference or something, or he was meant to be at a mayoral conference or something like that. Uh, wherever it is that he was meant to be, he, he wasn't was not there. there. He was someplace else. Whatever woman he was meant to be with, like like probably his wife, was not, not his wife. <laughs> so he uh, it was revealed that he was uh, somewhere with like his secretary or something like that, having an affair, and. Uh, again, early 1980s, Louisville not exactly on the cultural map. Right. Louisville, where I, Louisville, Kentucky, where I grew up. But it did make the Tonight Show because Johnny Carson said, <laughs> after this all came to light and it made national news, like, Louisville, Kentucky, it's 11 p.m. Do you know where your mayor is? <laughs> <laughs> so every time I see that, yeah, that's, what, like, that's what I think yeah. of. Yeah, Bill Stansbury. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Former mayor of uh, Louisville, Kentucky, he died in a car accident. Uh, mm. Whatever, I don't need to. Okay. Um, anyway, I like that sign. I thought it was very clever. Okay. Um, so we are entering the march towards authoritarianism and totalitarianism in this unimaginable timeline. Timeline in the future. Now, let me ask. Um, okay, so particularly in the early pages. Uh, I mean, like, because you've not mentioned World War Two, right? But that's a, I mean, like, like that's exactly what, what they're going yeah, for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, and maybe it's like so so clear that it's not worth mentioning. Mm-hmm. Um, do we have anything we want to say about that? That World War Two was bad. Not just that. That. <laughs> to be clear. <laughs> I'm opposed to Nazism. We're I'm totally an anti-Nazi. I household. don't. I don't. Yeah, exactly. I don't like Nazis. <laughs> um, I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't that. Um, but okay. So not merely that. Uh, so. So they're playing with these ideas mm-hmm. that uh, at this time, and it is it's nineteen eighty one when it comes out, uh, nineteen eighty when it when it's written, and there's a meaningful amount of distance from the time that it comes out to World War Two, mm-hmm. but not just World War Two and, and, and concentration camps and that and, and all that. But also, like internment camps, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and what's really kind of gripping about this is that this is prior to Reagan era culture. Right. This predates Iran Contra. Uh, this predates uh, a lot of the jingoism and. Uh, international uh, adventuring Mm -hmm. that happened Um, kind of remarkable Mm -hmm. that they are sensitive to just how fragile a free society is right right I mean so when you say yes like thinking about as I was reading it I wasn't like oh this is exactly like World War Two right um, at the time, I mean, obviously yeah. now talking about it, I, I can see that. Um, yeah, and I don't know, maybe because I was trying to sort of draw parallels to current political stuff. No, I'm not, I don't want to put you in the spot. In my, in like my, that, it was but, too late but, for that. Well, no. okay, yeah, okay. I'm sorry to put you no, on the no, spot. You're, I'm just joking. No, no, but but, but, but uh, it, it, I totally interrupted you. No, no, you're fine. Carry on, carry on. Carry no, on. so that I mean, we'll come back to me. That's yeah. that's that's it mostly. Yeah. Is I was just like I was trying to think of like 
more subsequent history and how that tied okay. in. But you know, my my I'm not as good at history as I was at math, and so. But the thing is, because you and I have had a lot of conversations about um, kind of the cultural memory of. Um, cultural memory of Jews mm -hmm. and how they react to any current event. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and when I say how they react, let's just be clear. I'm, I'm, I'm assuming that they all react the same way. Um, <laughs> we do not all react the same way. Please rescript my words <laughs> in ways that, that uh, okay. Um, so you and, and, and the people that you know and that you're close to, will have a different take on things based on that shared right. cultural memory. And so when I read it at eight, uh, it's like, okay, this is this is a dystopian future. This mm -hmm. is like Escape from New York uh, or, or, or whatever. Right. And, and so my, my, I, I sort of strongly suspected that your read of those initial pages would have been different than my eight-year-old self would have mm -hmm, mm -hmm. would have responded because when i read this at eight i was not thinking concentration camps mm -hmm. at all sure at all whereas that's a hundred percent what they were, were going for. now well, yeah. well, well but also I, also i think yeah. that that's what yeah. they were yeah because because concentration camps and uh the holocaust that shows up in this series it, it's going to show up again. Hmm, interesting. Okay. And, and we've not gotten a lot of Magneto's backstory in these issues. Mm -hmm. uh, he was in a concentration camp. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. And, and so, so that is a thread that runs through uh, the series, which is uh, one of the many ways in which you know, the X-Men, they can be a stand-in for any persecuted minority. But mm -hmm. um, they're pretty explicit in the character of Magneto as someone who was a child in a concentration camp. I just keep thinking Magneto. I know. And and look, look, look. Hey, hey, we're being serious um, now. Yeah. And, and, and so based on the fact that uh, your reaction or, or, or your uh, knowledge of the way that older generation, you know, you know folks in your family will react to this, like, like, like when you read those early pages, right. like, is it... Is it overdone? Is it just like really no, too I would, obvious? No, okay. it's not. It's not because, like I said, I that that's not actually where my where my brain okay. went okay. as I was reading it, um, and maybe because I was looking for sort of more parallels to okay. to, to current political things right. or, or, or you sort of current situations with um, various populations. But no, that that was not okay. where my well, which brings us back to like like America's nineteen eighty four. You know, blah blah blah, and. Um, so we can see that what Claremont and Byrne are doing is saying that this society of ours mm -hmm. is built on uh, a structure that is fragile. Right, right. And they're, they're basically saying, like, there's a Reichstag fire. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Interesting. That will lead to authoritarianism. This makes me feel like I need to read these two or three days in advance, yeah, so that I have okay. time to sort of process. Yeah, because I feel like if I had had a like I read it just, I mean, you know, a couple hours ago. Sure. Um, sure. I feel like maybe if I had more time to think about stuff, I would have you know deeper thoughts about it. Not your thoughts, thoughts are plenty. Your thoughts, thoughts are plenty. No, your thoughts yeah. are plenty deep. I, I've got a little bit more yeah. um, context because I know that Mag Magneto's uh, kind of backstory. Okay. All right. So, America, it's 1984. 1984, which in the comic is a year which is in the future. Right. Okay. And so Kitty is explaining everything that happens, and uh, oh gosh, that's awful. And now we're back. Back, yeah. What's okay, it? Back to the future. Back. I don't know what would be past. wrong with that. No, 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 no. This page, which is yes. I'm not sure what page. Back uh, okay. to the future. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. And so the Sentinels, and yeah, you see people die. Yep. All right. Okay. Which is which is what I mean. Like like okay, we can kill people. Right. In the future, because right. like because, they right. kind of don't count. Yeah. All right. We get a pretty cool pretty cool battle scene. Um, yeah. This was kind of a heavy. If you go back, this was sort of a heavy panel. You know, the robot screams. Oh, a frightened yeah. human? But Colossus doesn't... That is heavy. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Colossus doesn't care. 
that the the robot's screams yeah, much like, like as I read it, I was like, I could hear that. Wow. <laughs> much like a lethal danger in the yes. program is that. Yeah. It's like the like the robot getting tortured in Return of the Jedi. Uh, that was, uh, yeah, that's who programs a robot like that. Okay. Uh, Wait, hang on. Colossus has gray hair in his metallic form. Is that true? Maybe it. Uh, maybe not. Okay, fine. Um, all right. So now we get. Um, yeah, the new Brotherhood of Evil Mutants. Right, so this was... <laughs> I like their description of the Pentagon, because I think that that is... Oh, yeah? Okay. To many people, it is more truly representative for good or ill of the reality of America than the White House or Congress just across the Potomac. So I thought that was... You know, I think yeah. that that's probably still true today. The, that yeah. felt really true yeah. to me. I mean, good heavens, been like, 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 when the building when they broke ground on it eisenhower was not cool with it yeah. eisenhower who was like you know, supreme allied commander of world war ii mm -hmm. he's like I, I don't know it's a little showy <laughs> yeah 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 so it's kind of a long legacy yeah. but 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 yes there there, there is some skepticism some cynicism yeah. about uh, about the path so then in the next panel we meet mystique um, yeah, so, but I, you know, obviously I'm... Mystique in recent movies played by Louisville's own Jennifer Lawrence. Huh. Yeah, okay. Um, you know, so we, we see this woman and she's giving this order and this this man's like, you know, yes, ma'am. So it was like, hey, that, that's cool. Like, that's... Oh, a she's in cool, charge? Yeah, uh, this is yeah. a cool female. Like, she's going to be cool. She's going to be this cool female character. But then, like, in the very... Go back one. Okay. Oh, like, that, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah so you, then, like, they'll have ma'am. Yeah. yeah okay. So, like, she walks down the hall. Yeah. She opens the door, and then she has enormous breasts. Like, that was the first thing that, <laughs> that struck me as, like, okay. oh, maybe she's not going to be like. I mean, she is sort of still a. She's still in charge. Yeah, she is still in charge. Yeah, but yeah. it was really like, oh, whoa. <laughs> like, I'm so jaded. I don't even notice. <laughs> I'm so yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm kind of dead inside. But I love like all yeah. the. I love how all the the the, the baddies are drawn to yeah. be sort of like, eh, like, like they're just a little like off looking. Right, <laughs> you know, right. Like it, you can it, tell just from yeah. looking at them that that they're the bad guys. Now, do you remember Blob from the previous issue? No. Like the last page of issue one forty. No. Right, so Wendigo and all that. The last page because yeah. they have to set up the next issue. He breaks out of prison. Oh, was that him? Okay, no, I did yeah, not. That's the I did blob. Not. Oh, I got exactly. you. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so there's the blob making himself a drink. A drink. Yeah, with the uh, the decanters and the uh, the whatnot. Um, and he's right, uh, smoking a cigar. Of a infighting, petty, petty infighting. No, the baddies always do. The baddies that, always have petty. That's why they are. Yeah, that's why they that's always why the lose. Baddies. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Cool. All right. And I love uh, Mystique's uh, belt there with all the skulls. Yeah. Uh, okay, um, then there's a hearing. Now, are we supposed to know, this is another question, are yeah. we supposed to know who the McTaggarts are? You, if you, are we supposed to know, supposed to, okay, uh, yes. Okay. Is the answer. So, Moira McTaggart, um, she was mentioned in issue 138. Mm, okay. She's uh, she's Scottish. She's Moira yeah. McTaggart, yeah. and she's got a Scottish brogue, which I'm not going to mm -hmm. try to replicate. Um, it, it, it's not critical that you know who she is, but mm -hmm. she, she's on the side of the mutants. Okay. And uh, we're going to need to wrap it up here in a minute before we uh, all get sleepy. Uh, okay, yeah, cool. And, and, and so, 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 so there's a hearing, Moira Taggart is there. Uh, Senator Robert Kelly is um, sounding off about mutants, and he's this sort of McCarthy figure, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Joseph McCarthy figure. Uh, and, and we're about to have, I, I said Reichstag fire, but, right. but, but it's like almost as if the Reichstag fire really were set by anti-Nazis. <laughs> um, so right, so here's this here's this uh, uh, inflection point. Right, and I can't wait to see what happens. Okay, so um, the only other thing that I had, the only other note that I had, I'm going to skip back to the very first page, ba -ba -ba, which will take a while. 
I had another note that so Go for it. Yeah. sort of towards the end where they they arrive in the in the room and Xavier says, you know, like telepathically communicating because right. I guess he can do that. Um, whoa, whoa, whoa. That's his mutant power. That's his power, yeah. <laughs> he can, he's they a telepath. They have really, like, in the three that I've read, they have okay, really, fair, like, fair, drilled fair, into yeah, that yeah, thing. Yeah, um, yeah. But, but, but for future reference, that's his power. Yeah. So um, so he asked Storm to open her mind to him, and right. there's a little blurb about how she felt very, like, she somehow felt uneasy about doing that, or she yeah. was somehow, you know, reluctant or hesitant to do that, which I thought was interesting. Uh, the sort of showing of her, you know, some some element of mistrust, or, or some, you know, even though he's supposed to be her mentor. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, um, I'm I'm not sure how much of that gets emphasized. Mm -hmm. um, probably not often, if I'm mm -hmm. thinking about it. But um, I think they they do acknowledge that opening your mind to someone so completely requires a, a pretty heavy level of mm -hmm. trust. Mm -hmm. Um, it was like a, an interesting yeah. thing that they didn't. It was kind of one of those interesting character details that yeah. didn't really move the plot forward. They didn't need to put it in, but it was. It kind of made the character seem well, more. They didn't complete. You need know, to put yeah. it in. It, it, it's a minor incremental uh, elevation of stakes. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like okay, like she really needs to convey this information efficiently, mm -hmm. but. It doesn't come costless. Mm -hmm. um, all that I can think of right now is you're the only person to whom I would actually do that. <laughs> if you were a telepath, okay, I would. If only I was. <laughs> no, but I mean, uh, like, I, I mean, anybody else? No, no. Yeah. no. So if I were a Raro, I would say like, I'm going to write it down. Yeah. <laughs> <Pass> <laughs> it like, yeah. you, you, yeah, you're, yeah. I, I would, I would, oh, I would, I would do that. That's very sweet. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, only other note that I had is on the splash page, the title "Days of Future Past." Uh, really fantastic mm -hmm. the way that it, it it doesn't look as though it, it, it is part of the scenery, but mm -hmm. it is uh, sort of woven into the scenery. And uh, this is a very Will Eisner kind of hmm. uh, kind of a thing. Mm -hmm. uh, one of these days we'll do a whole thing about Will Eisner who a whole is whole second podcast a whole second podcast <laughs> no no we'll do like 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 a one off episode mm -hmm. about Will Eisner who is just one of the icons the titans of huh. 20th century comics writing he would so he he did a thing called the spirit mm -hmm. and very often the title would be um it would look like, like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like this. Like like there was a building, and it would yeah. just like say the spirit was, or there'd be like a uh, you know the spirit would be walking down the street, and there'd be like a, a newspaper blowing in the breeze, mm -hmm. and like the headline would say the spirit mm -hmm. by Will Eisner, cool. and, and 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 so forth. Um, he was just so fantastic. You know, for all that we lionize uh, Stan Lee with um, MCU, and why not? I mean, he he has done a lot of good for the you know the cultural. Um, uh, Whatever, um, Will Eisner equal, <laughs> uh, and, and and in fact, in a lot of ways, um, in a lot of ways, made a bigger contribution <laughs> to the visual uh, language of of, uh, of comic books. I'll shut up. No, you're <laughs> but, good. Yeah. Yeah, but that was just a really cool yeah, thing, cool and, and 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 it's just nice to. I mean, no surprise that uh, you know John Byrne and Chris Claremont like like they studied on the classics. Mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, that was a cool. It actually took me when I first looked at it. It took me a moment to. I think I had actually moved on from that page and then went back to it before I noticed that there was. You know, words. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. 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 I was it, very it, focused on the person. Yeah, it's meant to be very organic. Uh, okay, do I have any other notes? Do you have any other notes? Oh, um, attention, you are now leaving a controlled yeah. zone. Um, very ominous. Um, very ominous, um, but also brings us to this idea of the Holocaust. Also, at the time, Cold War. Mm -hmm. This is like a Checkpoint Charlie kind of a sign. Mm -hmm. um, and, and and maybe that was something that did resonate with me. Eight I mean, I was I was eight. Yeah. Like I yeah you know, I didn't know from uh, well I don't know. I mean, even at eight, mm -hmm. the Cold War was it was pretty prevalent. I'm sure yeah. that was present. Yeah. I mean, like I had I, like, I had nightmares about nuclear war oh. and um, 
yeah, yeah. Uh, it, 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 was, it, was, it was a pretty big deal. And uh, you know, you and I have lived in Germany. Good heavens, this is not 45 minutes. Um, <laughs> i got to knock it off here. <laughs> but yeah, that is another way that kind of spoke to actual human history. Human, yeah. Yep. Okay. All right. I need to give you the final word. No, I don't. <laughs> because I know you're sleepy. I'm sleepy. Uh, I don't have any words. I thought this was a cool issue, and I should also stop using the word cool because I think I've said that like half a dozen times. I've not it. noticed you say that um, word much at all. I thought this was a great issue. I really enjoyed it, and I'm, I'm excited to see, even though I you know, yeah. generally suspect how it'll all turn out, uh, I'm really excited to see how they how they get there. Yeah. Um, Okay, I, I'm about to talk about further uh, issues that will play on this timeline, uh, but why? Because yeah. you're going to read the next issue, and it is just a really fantastic closure to uh, one of the greatest two-issue stories in all of comics. Um, I love this issue. I love the next one. It's a fantastic story. Uh Period. So yeah, tune in, tune in next, next week, week when we conclude the um, you know the Days of Future Past saga. Yep. All right. All right so. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs>